Friends podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy. Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. We've all been there, haven't we? Been around people who just seem to constantly talk down our biggest hopes and dreams. People who feel set on trying to limit our ability to imagine possibilities. Perhaps it's a relative or maybe a boss. It could be a friend or church member. Maybe it's a fellow employee or someone you volunteer with. Whatever the relationship, everyone can instantly think of someone in their life who at some point discouraged their ambition, squashed their aspirations, and deflated their enthusiasm along the way. Today's topic is actually very personal for me, as I've experienced this quite often in the course of my life. Those closest to me, like immediate family and intimate friends, have always been incredibly supportive, but I've also dealt with other people in my life who never did seem to fully embrace the vision I have for myself and the difference I wish to make in the world. Having wrestled with this reality for a long time, I understand the toll such negativity can have on a person's mental wellness. When your ideas are constantly shut down, or you're told that you'll never amount to anything, or that what you want to achieve is crazy and impossible, it can deflate your self-confidence, take away your motivation, and make you feel as if nobody in the world believes in you. And once you arrive at that conclusion, hopelessness and loss of purpose can set in real fast. There are two main reasons people try to shut down the ambitions of others. Number one, they're afraid of your idea. They might be scared of what will happen if it works, or perhaps what will happen if it fails. Either way, they deem it not worthy of the risk. Number two, they're afraid of you. Intimidation drives so many dream squashers. Deep inside, they feel you're a threat to them, to their position or their power, to their own success maybe. Maybe they personally experienced great disappointment and had others derail their own dreams. So they just go through life figuring that keeping others from reaching their own will somehow make them feel better about themselves. Regardless of the reason, the only way they can think of to deal with you is to either get you to be quiet so they can continue on in the way they want, or just make you conform to their acceptable standard. British grief counselor Dr. Bill Webster recently tweeted out a great quote from Ray Goforth that said, There are two types of people who will tell you that you cannot make a difference in this world. Those who are afraid to try, and those who are afraid you will succeed. And that's really what it all comes down to. We tend to try to make others fit into whatever box we've set for ourselves. If we are dreamers, we'll probably encourage others to be dreamers too. If we are limiting ourselves, we'll probably limit others. And sadly, we're all often on the receiving end of each other's expectations, feeling our aspirations and imaginations held back because of another's fear or personal insecurity. Most would agree that good leadership is making space for everyone to bring their ideas forth and feel like they are valid. Good relationship is knowing you are given room to be all you can be and supported fully in the process. It's important for everyone to feel like they have a seat at the table, 
that their ideas matter, that their contributions are valid, that their presence is something valuable. But unfortunately, we as humans tend to only apply this when it seems to fit our own perspective. When someone's goals match ours, then we are usually glad to support their endeavors. But if they seem to branch out of what we consider the comfort zone, we get anxious about their dream and try to talk them out of it. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? It's usually not even our own dream that's at stake, but somehow we want to fit everyone into this safe space that keeps us all happy. And when someone steps out of the mold and decides to expand their horizon, we just can't seem to get behind the idea and cheer them on. It's like our own journey clouds our vision from being able to see and grasp somebody else's. When this stifling has happened to you often enough in life, it can become very easy to just stop dreaming altogether, to quit trying to aspire and start believing those who have told you the risk isn't worth it. When you're held back enough times, you just figure it's not worth the fight any longer. Better to just behave as they say and not rock the boat. But let me ask you something. Whoever changed the world by playing it safe? Whoever did big things for God without some risk involved? Whoever remembers the ones in history who just stayed in their comfort zones? No, the ones who did the most are the ones who weren't afraid. The ones who stepped out and were willing to take a leap and try. To dream big and dare to fail. Because they allowed themselves to imagine all of the possibilities. Because they didn't let the expectations of others keep them from their purpose. If George Frederick Handel had listened to his father's wishes and become a lawyer, the world would never have been gifted the masterpiece of Handel's famous Messiah. If Abraham Lincoln had simply kept on with his general store and never been willing to run for elected office, we would have been robbed of one of America's greatest presidents. Sometimes others just can't see the vision, and sometimes they'll try to use all manner of reasons to throw you off course and try to get you to do something more acceptable. Acceptable in their eyes, that is. Our God is a master creator, and he left us all with a piece of himself, giving us the physical ability to explore, invent, design, and create just like himself. Animals do not possess the same level of mental capacity we do to imagine possibilities and dream big, to dare and to hope and to craft. We are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made, as King David writes in Psalm 139. So when we limit one another's ability to test new horizons, we, in a sense, limit God. We put God and those he's made in a box and say, stay in there. It's safe and you won't fail or get hurt that way. Do it the way we know works. But when we do that, think of what incredible ideas we may be shutting down. Think of what genius we may be trying to bottle up instead of allowing it to come forth and transform the world. I've often wondered how it might surprise us if we just allowed people to really, truly speak. To give them the floor and let them tell their truth. To hear them out and make them feel, for a moment, like they are the most important thing in our world. What might we learn? What might they open our minds to? The prolific Scottish author Sir Walter Scott was once traveling by stagecoach and ended up sitting next to a very introverted character who simply wouldn't engage in conversation. Scott, being a friendly sort, tried all sorts of topics in an effort to show a genuine interest in the man, but he just couldn't get the guy to open up. Finally, he just asked the fellow a simple question. What can you talk about? His answer? Bent leather. A different subject, to be sure, 
but Scott listened intently as the guy launched about his interest in bent leather. And Scott noted the very valuable lesson he learned that day. Everyone has a bent leather, something that they are uniquely passionate about that will open up their soul to you in a way nothing else will. But it's our duty to discover what that is. And it's also our duty to let them share and teach us about it once we hit on it. I love how one of my favorite YouTube vloggers once put it when he said that upon meeting someone, his first question to them isn't usually what do you do, but instead what are you passionate about? Because, as he put it, people usually are passionate about things that don't relate to their career, and if you're wanting to get to know a person for who they really are, you have to figure out what makes them tick, what stirs them, what motivates them, what inspires them. When you ask them that, you'll often be startled by their answer. Having been one of those that at times felt very dismissed in situations where I felt I had a lot to offer, I'm acutely aware of the fact that every person has a hidden story to share with the world. Every person has a part of them that's capable of dreaming. And I wonder how many of us are just going through the motions of life and have forgotten how to imagine simply because we've been channeled into the safe zone others set for us. We've all heard it. People who told us, be anything you want to be, dream big. But then when we started to share our aspirations publicly, there was a definite difference in the response than if we had chosen something more understandable or relatable. We felt the criticism of the realists who said the idea would never work, the judgment of the pragmatists who told us to keep it practical, to be realistic. We've heard the tone of voice that indicated that certain career paths were more plausible than others. We've been shown the boundaries of the box and been told to stay put and work within it. But you know, God doesn't necessarily operate like this. God doesn't tell people to only choose to use their gifts a certain way or to stay within certain parameters when it comes to your goals and dreams. Rather, if you read scripture, you'll see that the ones who did that were the religious elites. When they were giving people all the rules in the book and punishing them for not operating within them, Jesus was calling people into deeper trust by asking them to step out of their comfort zone and into the unknown with him so that he could do greater things in their life and cause them to grow. Author Bob Goff points out, The thing I love about God is he intentionally guides people into failure. Failure is just part of the process, and it's not just okay, it's better than okay. God doesn't want failure to shut us down. God didn't make it a three strikes and you're out sort of thing. It's more about how God helps us dust ourselves off so that we can swing for the fences again. And all of this without keeping a meticulous record of our screw-ups. God's not afraid of failure, and he tells us not to be either. When you serve a God who works all things together for your good when you're willing to follow him, when you pursue his plan for your life in the face of impossible odds, there is never such a thing as failure, really. Failure becomes a stepping point in the ongoing process of becoming love, of becoming more like Jesus. And God has every right to put dreams into our hearts, as well as to let them die when necessary, in order to keep us moving forward into who we're meant to be. Understanding this means that we're free to try, free to explore, and free to create, free to imagine and see potential. Instead of asking why, we're free to live with the why not attitude. Because God has placed us on this earth for this specific time in history with the special talents and interests we possess so that he may use those as he pleases in order to expand our faith 
and bring more glory to him. And it's really his voice that matters when it comes to chasing after what's most important. It's valuable to gather wise people around you to offer input and advice, but when the Spirit of God is leading you somewhere, and the counsel of others seems to go against that divine direction, then you need to be willing to step out after God in faith and go it alone if necessary. Perhaps there's something you've been feeling like you were uniquely called to and gifted to do. Perhaps there's a dream you've held close in your heart for most of your life, and you've always been afraid to let go of the proverbial branch and jump off. Perhaps every time you consider chasing certain aspirations or goals you've had, you hear the voices from your past, or even your present, telling you it will never work. I want you to ask yourself for a moment, but what if it did work? What if God is specifically giving you that desire or that idea and pushing you to run with it? What if this is a chance for you to leave a valuable mark on the world simply by your obedience to God's plan for you? If you didn't at least try, if you didn't give it a go and see what happens, would you ever really know? Would you wonder for the rest of your life if you perhaps should have just tried? Even if the idea didn't pan out, at least you would have the satisfaction of having stepped out and attempted. To quote Bob Goff again, we need to replace what we settled for with what we've been longing for. What is it you've been longing for? Not what others have told you to do or what you've maybe talked yourself into doing, but what you've really, really wanted to do. You likely know what it is, and maybe you even mapped out plans for it in private and have just been putting off the leap for fear of whatever. If I'm honest for a moment, that was me a few years ago. I never took the orthodox path, and I was often criticized for it. I still battle in my head from time to time the words of all the dream squashers and drags I've dealt with over the years. But I've recently reached a point where I don't want to have my life work and my decisions revolve around the expectations of others. It's not their life to live, it's mine, and I need to own it as such. Starting this podcast was one of several steps I've been taking to take back some territory I've ceded over the years and to not let their limitations hold me back any longer. Sometimes we can keep giving power to those we've allowed to dictate our journeys simply by never getting up the courage to follow our dreams and try to see them through to fruition. God is a limitless God, and He made us to be reflections of that creative, imaginative side of His nature. Joy comes in pursuing that which we've not only been equipped to do, but also what we've been made to do. There's a big difference between a craft and a calling, between a profession and a passion, between a career and a purpose. And part of life's adventure is discovering that along the way, of finding out for yourself what God was perhaps thinking when he dreamed of you in his heart before time began. There will always be people around you who, for one reason or another, try to drag you down, try to hinder your progress and limit your ability to soar. Living large means learning how to rise above these petty souls and embrace the life God desires you to live. You are made for the glory of a boundless, immeasurable God who always sees possibilities, often where we see none. He's a God who takes people others would deem failures and makes them into some of his choicest vessels. He's a God who dreams up glorious things and then gives us with the task of helping him carry them out. That same God created you to think big in a world of dream squashers and drags. He made you and has shaped your unique experiences and talents so that you could go out and make a difference. 
He never intended you to stay in the box of your own limitations or the limitations others have placed upon you. If he can call Peter out of the boat onto the waves and make him walk on water, then he can call you out of the safe zone of your own insecurities and fears, and even those of others, into the expansive realm of possibilities. Who knows, the contributions you have to give just may end up doing something even those naysayers around you will someday have no choice but to respect. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www.graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at OpenToGrace2015, Instagram and Parlor at OpenToGraceAlaska, and on MeWe under my name, Katherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are. Thank you.